The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the release of the Seth Rogen, James Franco comedy, The Interview, are... I'm sorry, Karen, for security reasons, that joke has been pulled. Sorry about that. Oh. Well, in that case, we're going to talk about... Sorry to cut you off there, Karen, but it's time for a party. Oh, yes, it's Christmas time once again. Our annual Christmas party. Karen's taking pictures. Selfies galore. We don't have any nog this year. Nogless. And it's hard to believe this is our fifth annual holiday special. That is hard to believe. And of course, part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. Hallelujah! We are ass deep in the spirit here at your ground zero for all things movies and comedy. You can catch a new show from us every week on iTunes and SoundCloud, YouTube, Player.fm, Stitcher. And now we are also found on PulpEpic.com. That is so cool. They do such a great job. Yeah, you can find a handful of great podcasts over there and an overload of movie news. Plus, WBAD.net, JonasMountRadio.com. The jokes are flowing. The nog will be flowing eventually. Nice. And the special guests are flowing. As we'll have a visit today from longtime friend of the show and real movie guy, Stephen Lewis, to fill yes. our hearts with Woo! an inspirational He's holiday read the tale. Christmas story. Plus, one of the I characters from Into the Woods. Oh, hopefully, Johnny Depp. And a surprise guest I think everyone here in the Admirals Club is going to like. Also, uh, stay tuned because at the end of the show, we'll be learning the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, good. Brought to you by Target. Oh. Or for only the price of ignoring your conscience, you can save a whole lot in your Christmas shopping. That's true. Uh, Let's fire up the old true meaning of Christmas countdown clock. Oh, great. There we go. Now, we've only got just over an hour until we learn the true meaning of Christmas. It reminds me of 60 Minutes. Morley Safer going to come in and tell us what what the true meaning is? I feel like it's time to take my weekly bath. What could it be? Could it be love or last year's winner, Avarice? Who knows, knows? right? True meaning of Christmas is cookies. There's only one way to find out. That's to listen all the way to the end of the Movie Guys Christmas special. Hey, we hooked it. And now uh, (laughs) there are a ton of movies to talk about today as the great end of year make the Oscars deadline is upon us and studios are going nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. That, coupled with family films, means we have a lot to get to. So let's kick things off with a new look at uh, at the new Tim Burton movie. Oh, good. Right? Which reminds me, Karen, what did you ask Santa for? Kitsch. Kitsch. Kitsch, you know, art with quotes around it. Kitsch. Macrame, a pet rock, those paintings with people with really big eyes. Never heard of those. No, it's not a movie about the origins of Japanese anime. That would be called Big Eyes, Long Legs, and Huge Tits. <laughs> Big Eyes tells the story of I that know. one night when Winona Ryder, Zoe Deschanel, and Olivia Wilde all got <laughs> scared by the sudden appearance of headlights <laughs> while crossing a country road. <laughs> but less labored than that joke is the truth. Big Eyes tells the stranger-than-fiction story of Walter and Margaret Keene, who were responsible for a series of kitschy 70s paintings sold in gas stations featuring girls with gigantic eyes. Sounds like they've run out of biopics. Maybe Universal's already locked up the rights to the guy who painted dogs playing poker. The paintings were only ever painted by Margaret Keene, but publicized by Walter, who then claimed authorship for the works, pushing his wife in the shadows under the assumption that the world wasn't ready for a female artist. During a time in history where there had already been plenty. (laughs) Need someone to play a condescending, duplicitous prick? That sounds a bit confusing, doesn't it? Keene means me. Well, you can't do any better than Christoph Waltz, who plays the bad guy again, proving that in Hollywood, no German-sounding accent goes unpunished. 
Margaret Keene is played by... Helena Bottom Carter. We know. No, 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 no. Amy mm-hmm. Adams. What? Amy Adams, whose neckline is only at quarter plunge in this movie. <laughs> Quite the step back from her neckline in last year's American Hustle. And does this movie have the Terrence Stamp of Approval? Yes, it does, Karen. The Terrence Stamp of Approval is Movie Guysopedia ooh, term ooh. referring to a designation given to a movie that contains certain actors who are routinely so talented, charismatic, and mm-hmm. compelling that they automatically elevate any film they are in, mm-hmm. at least for the duration of the time that they themselves are on screen. Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. Diane Weist, and other noteworthy actors who aren't Tyler Perry. <laughs> And Big Eyes is special because they get the Terrence Stamp of approval for casting Terrence Stamp himself. Kneel before Zod! Big Eyes is director Tim Burton's first biopic since Ed Wood. Hopefully he's retained his disregard for realism. What good does realism ever accomplish in movies anyway? Filmmaking is not about the tiny details. It's about the big picture. How did I miss that? (laughs) I got got you covered. So don't be surprised if Margaret is portrayed as having paintbrushes for fingertips. (laughs) We kid, but seriously, we did see a character with really big eyes in the trailer. Tim Burton's style is so identifiable that he's had the names of his previous films changed to the words Tim Burton and a number. Tim Burton 17 will have the smallest budget he's had to work with since Tim Burton 1, so there might not be room for his signature look. It'll be interesting to see if he's traded in style for the opportunity to be the Weinstein Company's fourth most cared about movie during Oscar season. This whole story leads to a court case pitting husband against wife over their artistic empire. And that whole plot point leads to another... Premise solved in 10 seconds! Hear ye, hear ye, the court orders each of you to paint a picture of Big Eyes. Walter Keene, you're first. I can't. Okay, how about you, Margaret Keene? I can. Court finds in favor of Margaret Keene. Well, there you go. Yeah, so, that should do it. Why, <laughs> so why now for this story? What's the Christmas message of Big Eyes? Lee? Mm. Well, a story about one person taking all the credit for the hard work of others. Kind of like Santa Claus and the elves. There you go. Oh. Oh. Lee to have a last word on a Tim Burton movie. I'm such an Ed Wood fan. I I am shamed, disappointed that I didn't get an Ed Wood drop in there myself. But thank you, Adam. That was very good. Because it's that the truth. Good. I mean, Ed Wood is not this very. Str- it's the most wonderful thing about Ed Wood is mm-hmm. it's not this strict biopic or biopic, however you decide to say mm-hmm. that. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's in a little bit of a fantasy world, and yet a lot of that stuff really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that'd be fun to see. On and that thing. is one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, and I, and I said it's that, true. and it was funny because after I saw Ed Wood, I, I had a very philosophical debate with a friend of mine, and we were talking about those ideals that he seemed to have expressed in the movie. And one of them was, you know, movies aren't about the big picture or about the details, or about the big picture. Yeah. And I and I kind of debated that for a, a second, and my friend said, "Well, sure they are. Otherwise, it's called radio." Right? If you don't have details, then you might as well just put a big picture on radio. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it is about the details. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm excited to see this. I forgot that's what this was. Big I, eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I forgot. I, I forgot I wanted to see this. So I hope that that doesn't affect the I marketing. watched uh, Django Unchained. It's been on Netflix. Yeah. And I haven't seen it since the theater. So I wanted to watch it one more time. That that Christoph Waltz came out of nowhere in 09. Mm. He's awesome. He's two Oscars mm-hmm. already. Yeah. That guy is great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. He's so, uh, yesterday in the scene that you were watching, it was just him. You could see his back, and he was just listening to that music play while he was making that terrible deal over the slave. Yeah. A- and finally, he just turns to him and he goes, "Stop playing Mozart." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just so great. You could tell there was so much going on, but he wasn't doing anything. It was great. Yeah, and now he's going to be in the Bond franchise. Yes, he might be Blofeld or at yeah, least some, some sort of, of specter villain. operative. Mm. What a great Bond villain! 
bargain, right? Well, he's got a German accent. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you be a Bond villain? You're going high end on your cast since the reboot with Ray Fiennes and Judi Dench and Daniel Craig and all. I mean, he fits right in. It's going to be great. Yeah, and and this is the first one where he's playing not a gigantic type of character. You know, he plays these huge characters. mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see him just play the shitty husband. (laughs) You know, if there was a movie about Tim Burton, I think he should play that part. They have a very similar quality. There's scenes. I mean, I I, don't, I think there are whole scenes and segments of this movie that we're just not even ready for uh, because the trailer leaves them out. Like, because I saw Tim Burton interviewed somewhere and he said that Keen defends himself. Yes, he plays his own lawyer and in I, the courtroom. And I have a feeling <laughs> these are just going to be showcase pieces for Waltz to just be completely loony. And uh, I can't wait to see. Maybe he does the Woody Allen thing from Bananas, where he's he's both in front of the stand and then he runs up and sits on the stand and then runs <laughs> off the stand. I do want to say that I am surprised Helena Bottom Carter did not play the lead character. That's true. It's refreshing. But it does have Danny Elfman music. So oh, there good. you go. Tim All Burton right. uh, checklist. Okay at least one of the checklist right. things has been checked off. But a very different Danny Elfman because the guy that the, the Danny Elfman that did Silver Linings Playbook is very different from the Beetlejuice Danny Elfman. So I wonder if he's going to sort of new Danny Elfman this new. Tim I think Burton so. Yeah, he's guy. not a big theme guy anymore, which no, I kind of yeah. am sad about. I do love the big themes well, from Danny Elfman. Batman, but, they can't beat that. Yeah, and Beel- and Peewee, Beetlejuice. And, yeah, yeah, those are the best. Out of the gate, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Again, like Christoph Waltz. All right. Well, that's our first movie. First of many. As I said, we got yeah, loads here. We're going to take a 10-second break and be back here with our first special guest. Are you guys excited? I haven't told I'm you who's coming excited. in. Special yeah. guest. Is it going to be cool? I <laughs> saw that you put on Did I say that? Did I say that I had a vowel in there when I wasn't aware? I, I saw in the green room you have a really small chair. I thought that was peculiar. Oh, man. It might be a hint as to what's happening. Yeah. Oh. yeah, a little tiny chair. All right. Well, I know you guys and are And then like excited. a big spittoon or something. It was weird. Are you sure it wasn't just really far away from you? Oh, it could have been far yeah. away. Like on the other side of the room? Maybe perspective. Maybe with perspective, mm-hmm. the spittoon is actually a person. We'll find out. We'll, we'll be back out. in 10. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Not a lot of people around. Everyone's gone to the bathroom. But we're back. I'm back, I guess. Uh, the other movie guys have taken it upon themselves to go on a longer break than I anticipated. But um, I didn't want to make our special guest here wait any longer. What would a Christmas special be without a visit from Santa? Well, it'd be last year's special. But right now, we have another little guest all the way from the North Pole. Uh, hello there, little guy. And who do we have here? Why, it's a Christmas elf bearing lots of toys for us movie guys. Actually, I'm a a Christmas hobbit. A Christmas hobbit? Yes. Well, that's like an elf, right? Sure. It's like an elf, if that'll help. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not an elf. I'm a hobbit. Where I come from, elves are different than hobbits. Oh, you mean all the way from the North Pole? Middle Earth, actually. Okay, is that like Minnesota and Michigan where it gets really cold and snowy this time of year? Right? You're thinking of the Midwest. I'm from Middle Earth and I'm a hobbit. Okay. Hey, did I hear someone say we have a hobbit visiting us? <laughs> yeah, there's a hobbit visiting, Adam. Oh, wow. uh, this is, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Oh, well, let me guess. Let me guess. I love hobbits because you always have such cool names like Frodo or Bilbo or Ponto or uh, Gary. Uh, what? What's that? My name's Gary. <laughs> did you say Gary? Yes, I'm Gary like the Chris. I'm Gary, the Christmas Hobbit, mm. and I'm here to spread Hobbit cheer and regale you with the latest Hobbit movie, Battle of the Five Armies. A Hobbit movie with five armies. Well, that shouldn't take long. Wait, wait, do you make toys? No, I'm a Hobbit. I don't make toys. Then what do Hobbits do? 
nothing much really. We're a simple kind, fond of not going on adventures and eating six meals a day if possible. So, no toys. No, I don't make toys. So, wh- why are you here again? Yeah. Because you thought I was an elf. Right. Uh, oh, right. I did that. I'm sorry about that. Whatever. I get it all the time. Look, I'm here to tell you about the new Hobbit movie coming out this Christmas called The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies. Oh, I wish well, it were I a the battle the of the toys. Toys? Huh? Oh, no, no, no toys. Oh, look, an elf. <laughs> I'm what do you get here? I'm a hobbit. Okay. And before you ask, no, he didn't bring any toys. Oh, that sucks. Look, uh, Gary. I don't want your trip here to be for naught. I really don't want anything ever to be for naught. So let's play a clip from this movie you're talking about, all right? Oh, so okay. here's a clip right. of the orcs the gathering for the battle. Here we go. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, we don't want to go to war today. But the Lord of the Love it. Has That's pretty cool, Gary. What the hell was that? Oh, okay, wait a minute, let me look here. Oh, you know what? I accidentally have Ralph Bakshi's 1978 animated Lord of the Rings film in the queue here. Let me try again. All right, here's a scene between Gandalf and Saruman. Oh, good. Okay, all right, here we go. go. I have come for your aid, Saruman the White, in troubled times. The Nine are abroad. Darkness approaches the Black Riders. Is that all the news you have for me, then? Is that not enough? Okay, I think all I have in here is the Bakshi... Lord of the Rings clip. That's pretty good. What the hell? Ralph Bakshi doesn't even have clips of that movie. Wait, let me try again. If we were to draw a graph of my process, of my method, it would be something like this. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, action. Wizard, you shall not pass! Cut! Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Ah, that's great! I didn't know that was from your movie. Hello. Really? It's very insightful. You... You don't have a clip of this movie. You realize this movie has made over $100 million already overseas? All right, well, why don't you just tell us about it? <sighs> well, the dwarves led by Thorn Oakenshield have been exiled from their homeland of Erebor. Oh, so it's like Exodus, dwarves and hobbits. Hmm. Yeah, and just as whitewashed. Oh. And speaking of race, it's actually a coming together of different Middle-earth white races that will help us defeat a sneak attack by the orcs and Sauron. Ah, uh, you know what would be great? What? A Sauron plush toy. Oh, do you have any of those? Do you have anything, like, anything stuffed? Wait, anything how do you think J.R.R. Tolkien did in representing all of those various white races in your story? First of all, Tolkien never spent any time with us hobbits doing any research or anything like that. I mean, this ring thing? Way overblown. We're an agrarian culture. What What do we have need of a costume jewelry? Now, now if it was a, a magic plow or a, a magic... Oh, Ooh, I saw the Magic Ho, 1979. Pam oh. Greer, Antonio Fargus. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one, too. I think Richard Roundtree's in that. Yeah. Look, the elves have been fighting the we live in a tree and make cookies image for years. Hmm. And I think after seeing six movies of hobbits, always in danger, always needing help, it's time for a more progressive image of hobbits in movies. So... You're calling for more Hobbit movies? Yes, and with the new ones, they shouldn't rush them into three hours. They should take the time necessary to correctly represent the Hobbits. Really? You want more, longer Hobbit movies? Until there's an end to us being stereotyped as people who look for rings, climb volcanoes, and fight spiders. Oh, I'd love to have a remote control spider that shoots webs, and you press a button and shoots webs, and you send it across the room. Recapping... We're recapping Thorn Oakenshield's return to Erebor in pursuit of the Arkenstone. Cool, did you bring any toys? No, I tried. No. Okay, I wait wait a minute, wait a minute, Gary. You did bring the gifts I told you to bring, right? Because I think now would be a great time for the Movie Guys Gift Exchange. Ooh! 
Gary, ditch the gifts here. What do you say? And go get us some nog or something. Yeah, nog, Gary. Oh, look at this. Gifts. Thanks hey. for being Fun. here. I love your hat. I drink Merriman's Ale. You mean to tell me this guy's been holding out the whole time? I think that's in the book. Wait a minute, Paul. I didn't get you anything. Wait a second. What? Santa got these for us. He sent a hobbit to give it to us. Oh. I, I know. I know this isn't a gift exchange so much as my way of saying thanks for taking the, the low pay rate of nothing to come here and do this show every week. Oh, you know, you could just pay us and not even have to worry about gifts. Well, Karen, look, I plan on what? getting you some real gifts come Christmas Day. Good. Don't sweat that. Right. But here's a little something for you now. Uh, just as a showing of appreciation. There you go. Thank you, honey. <laughs> it's an empty bag. Yeah, it's empty because I shelled out big bucks to have an announcer on the show. Ooh. Wait, you paid him? So, Johnny, tell them what they've won. <laughs> You've won Night at the Museum. Oh. Wow. wow so professional. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes it so much more exciting. <laughs> well, when you pay somebody, you expect, You know, this you is know. great. A Night at the Museum. There are so many great museums. There's a Museum oh, of yeah. Science Which and Industry. Which museum will you spend a night in? Right? Yeah. I can't wait. I hope they have comfy chairs and stuff to sleep That's in. That's pretty cool. I'd love to more about the internal combustion engines when Henry Ford comes over live at midnight to oh, teach yeah, me about totally. it. And he could... No, what? it's tickets to a night at the Hollywood Wax Museum. At midnight, the magical amulet lights up and Jason Statham comes to life to fight Cher. Who oh. will win? You get to see up close. You're a winner. I am a winner! Oh, this is great! You mean like Madame Tussauds, the home of lifelike statues of Johnny Depp and Nicole Kidman? No, 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 honey. Yeah. He said the Hollywood Wax what? Museum, home to lifelike statues of Lucy Liu and Nacho Libre. I've heard oh. it's fun. Snoop I thought you liked me. Snoop Dogg gets Wolverine high, and then Ooh. anything can happen, right? All right. <laughs> like most gifts I get people, it's based on a movie, the third night at the museum film, The Secret of the Tomb, which takes place at the Museum of Innocuous Subtitles. Uh-huh. Although the previous films were for families, this one gets a hard R rating when Michelangelo's David shows up. <laughs> you guys excited to see it? I'd like to see um, David Hard. Night of the Museum? What? Wait, where have you been? Yes, Night at the Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking movie we're talking about. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's in it. I think he got confused by all the production value. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was thrown by the professional yeah. announcer. Yeah, Spared no expense. When did we I'm excited about that movie because I actually like those movies. Though I got to say, I, the takeaway I had from the, the, the night movie, I think the second one, was Amy Adams' ass. Who'd you she took play? that away? Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, oh. and they just lit her ass. Mm. So I hope there's good ass lighting in this one. Did Amelia Earhart have a nice I don't know, but bun? have you seen this movie? No, you will enjoy that You know what's sadly, though? I have not seen any of the Night of the Museum. No, me They're neither. They're good. They're fun. And I, I get the impression that they would be a lot of fun. They're fun. Yeah, the concept seems so good, I could see it three times. Despite three the Ben Stiller in it. You know, Woody, or Owen Wilson's great in it, too. You know... America loves Ben Stiller. Why? Except you. What Why was that about? Like what ben is that Stiller? about? I, you know what it is? And, and it's it. It's, it's his thighs, isn't it? It's his thighs. <laughs> it's his cankles. I've tried to explain this before. <laughs> yeah, it's cankles. Um, two reasons. One, I think he was kind of born into the industry, so he didn't have to really work. Oh, right. but he uh, two words for that, Frank good. Sinatra Jr. Go okay. ahead. Uh, that's <laughs> but, a good point because I heard this before. He was in a he got an audition. Uh, I think he got in the way of this because I heard I, I read that he had an audition for I think Brighton Beach Memoirs or something like that. His parents helped him get the audition, but he had to go in the room and actually get the part. 
and I fair enough. But what I'll say is and that. And also, Jerry Stiller. I mean, this is not the, the giant of the industry that <laughs> yeah, you're talking about. No. Oh, Je- yeah. Jerry Stiller. You mean the guy that ran Paramount? No, yeah. that kind of comedian that people kind of knew from it's record It's not like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> listen, listen to Ben's stories of growing up. And, and oh, you got to be on the sets and Sinatra stuff. was at the house. And, and, and quite, it doesn't hurt. Quite frankly, Frank Sinatra Jr. isn't out there like Ben Stiller is, so I don't have to deal with it. But secondly, here's, the, here's where it really right, kind of. Because he f- kind of failed. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what really steams my my Stiller weenie. I I see him casting himself. Now there's a movie I'd see. I know. I want to see Stiller weenie. I see him Stiller casting himself in roles of the hunky guy. Now he sometimes does he actually it. is kind of hunky. You see him with his shirt off. He see, is kind of hunky. So is Owen Wilson. That's my that's my thing is I don't buy it. So he sometimes casts himself as as the hunky guy, but he casts himself as the 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 parody of the hunky guy, which I. Again, I'm projecting, but I assume he's doing that so he gets to play handsome without really having to be cast. Dude, as a he makes guy. fun of himself more than any comedian. Yeah, dodgeball isn't like oh, yeah, yeah, he's telling yeah, he's himself and in extras, that. and anytime he plays himself in like the the Oscar like behind the scenes movies they do or whatever, he's always making fun of how big a dick he is. It's one Would of those- you say that Sandra Bullock is trying to be pretty, so she decided to do Miss Congeniality? No. I, I again. I obviously have issues with oh, Ben Stiller. Okay. I'm not saying that any of this is like rational or logical. Are they really issues with yourself? Another another actor that stole your career, right? Wait a minute, Lee. This will cheer you up. Great, Greg Kinnear and Ben Stiller can go to hell. This will cheer you up. I got. Oh, there's a gift. Something for me, Paul. Something from the Hobbit. They're from me. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you. He just brought them in for me. Oh, so he's like your. Oh, that's right, because he's not an elf. Right. What did you get? Well, Karen, you and I apparently have a set of empty bags. That's right, Johnny. Tell them what they've won. You won World Peace. Oh, that's what you asked for, huh? Wait, I, it is just what I asked for. But wait a minute, you're you're not Superman and Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. So how how could you give me World Peace? It's the release of the comedic salvo against the dictator of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Starring Seth Rogen. The interview. Congratulations. That guy was worth every penny. That guy's good. Had to go on a hawk a little bit. They'd pay for him. But (laughs) But hey, world peace. Yeah. Yeah. Can you put a price on it? It's like Spies Like Us, where Rogan and James Franco play entertainment reporters who are tasked by the CIA with having to go to North Korea to assassinate Kim Jong-un. Well, Paul, I can't think of a better way to strike a blow for freedom and take another step towards world peace than sending two comic doofuses to save the world. Just imagine if Caddyshack could have struck a blow against communism or if Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, starred Adam Sandler. But given the security (laughs) issues surrounding this movie, the real question is, will you see it? I'm telling you, if you don't, terrorists win. I would see it if I can see it. I want to see it. It looks great. Well, now I'm absolutely going to see it yeah. because it means freedom, right? Right? Yeah. You have now, to see it. Now North Korea is against it. I mean, you it's know, <laughs> if, it, it, back in you know 9-11, if uh, Iraq was against something, you just went and you, if they were like, ah, Americans, uh, I hate when they jump off cliffs. And you're like, fuck, fuck you, you, buddy. Yeah. I'm jumping off this cliff. <laughs> <laughs> They're not against an American love... sniper, too. They're against this. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I love the posters for it because it makes fun and, and shoots like holes in all of their propaganda, the giant billboards and stuff. I love that. I am a little surprised it actually got greenlit. And uh, I know it's so ballsy, right? It's great. Really, like, it's, it's like we're going to kill a current. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. is back, this is back to back guys you hate. Oh, Who right. else do I hate? Seth Rogen. Oh, Seth Rogen. I don't hate Seth you Rogen. Can't say I just Ro- think he he's overrated. He, you know, he came up through the oh, Rogan oh, uh, Hollywood. The, Hobbit, the Hobbit's agreeing that, with you. Seen, uh, the Hobbit's agreeing with you. I went back and watched all the movies that are like, Seth's so funny in it. I just don't get it. But I will say this. He's not overrated. He's definitely rated. He's definitely rated. 
Um, I, I heard Seth that Rogen. the State Department, the United States State Department, actually approved this movie. Meaning, meaning Sony, who made the picture? Sony. Sony. Sony actually took it to the federal government and said, "Hey, we're thinking about making a movie in which we portray the Good. the assassination." And I guess his head explodes, and they they literally kill Kim Jong Un. Oh, spoiler alert! In this movie. Oh, isn't it in the but title? Wait a minute! Didn't ter- the uh, interview? Team- no, it's not. Didn't Team America already do something like that with Saddam Hussein? And Kim Jong Il. Yeah, right. Yeah. They have him like singing and carrying anyway, on. Good stuff. The State Department said, "You've been greenlit." Yeah. <laughs> the good news is you can release it in Cuba now, right? Right. <laughs> you and can. you can smoke a cigar <laughs> while you're watching it. Oh, well, that's the new Alamo Draft House, Cuba. You and I didn't mean to give it away, but it. I heard that on the radio, so I assume everyone else heard that. Right, because everybody. The thing I said to about the, the ending. Which show? Um. Who was it? I was just listening. It was either on Conan Limbaugh. No. I love Um, that. Like in uh, Inglorious Bastards, when you can kill Hitler, I love that they just went there. Like, no, in our version, Hitler dies. You're like, oh, no. you don't have to. Like, you're a movie. Like, uh, that was such a brilliant moment. I'm glad, yeah, I'm in glad this, they killed him. And speaking of uh, Parker and Stone in the South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, the fact that Saddam Hussein was in hell being asked yeah, by Satan. I yeah. love that was, that. That's how everyone wants to see it. That yeah. was the comparison they were making. I think, it was an MP- I think it was NPR this morning actually did this story. This morning. This morning, this morning on NPR. <laughs> this morning with Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what, what's what you hear that? that? That's uh, oh, I'm getting a note here because uh-huh. I was talking about. I was just going to bring up Sony's way in pulling the film, but mm-hmm. my God, I'm getting an email from our network administrator. Apparently, yeah. because of our promotion of the interview that we just did, we've been hacked. Uh, what? Oh, come on. The movie guy's personal emails, information, and secret oh, movie guy's Wikipedia definitions are all <gasps> over the internet as we speak. Oh, shit. Fuck. Now everyone will know what a broadbent is before we even have a chance to use it in the context of Mr. Turner. <laughs> That's too much. God I bet damn that it. joke still plays to somebody right now. <sighs> yeah, Stephen Lewis. Adam, I've sort of given away what your gift is going to be about now, though, with that. I'll take anything. That Hobbit was personally lacking, gift-wise, I think. Mm-hmm. There you go. That'd take a look. Right, oh, right. thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, let's... Well then, Johnny, tell Adam what he's won. It's a Mr. Turner action figure. Wow! Based on the new sure-to-be Oscar-nominated film by Mike Lee, comes an exciting way for kids and adults to play along with the story of the English Romantic period painter, J.M.W. Turner. Huh. Wow. Well, thanks. It's a a figure. I'll give it that, but I've seen the trailer. I mean, there's not a lot of action. Oh, this figure has plenty of action. Does it? But check out the special... uh, Paintbrush grip. Okay, yeah, I guess allowing, I see that. Allowing him to battle the forces of artistic naturalism Ooh, and allowing wow. him to usher in the age of impressionism. Oh, wow. wow. Well, I, I guess that's exciting. I mean, what's this button do on his back? Oh, that activates his power stirrer arm. Oh, look at that. Through which he channels his special mixing abilities to make colors more accurately capture light. <laughs> Wow. Allowing him to usher in the age of impressionism. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I guess He's, it's got a lot more features than I would expect from a toy based on an English romantic <laughs> landscape painter. Uh, uh, but he has got some accessories here. What's this? What is, uh, what is the, his canvas? A chair? Yeah, they're in the bag. Uh, oh, well, it's not just a chair. That is his battery-powered high horse. When you connect oh. him to it, the speaker plays the sound of 19th century art critics complimenting him while he sits back with a self-satisfied grin. Just like in the movie. Oh, wow. wow. Hours of fun there. Comes with over 20 quotes cementing his role as an interim figure at the end of romanticism. Now, what's this What's this button do? Oh, press it. That lights up his eyes, allowing him to hypnotize the stodgy art intellectuals of his time. Oh, well. It's, it's, already, it's already more interesting than Mike Lee's movie looks. Hey, what's this? 
Oh, that's his rocket launcher so that he and his team of art freedom fighters, Zeitgeist, can battle Viper, <laughs> oh. the ruthless terrorist organization determined to return landscape paintings to their post-enlightenment form. There's a whole team, and vehicles collect them all. Oh, thanks, Paul. I don't know what to say, outside of the indifference I've already shown. You're welcome, Adam. And I gotta tell you, that cannot possibly be the true meaning of Christmas you're spouting there, Adam. Which means... The countdown clock is still counting down. Oh! And while it does, I should remind you that the next couple of Thursdays when we normally release a new show, these are holidays, right? Big ones. So we'll have best of 2014 shows where you can hear the best comedy bits and the best special guest appearances of the last year uh, of the showcast. So we want to take this opportunity to preview a movie then that's opening December 31st called Mm -hmm. A Most Violent Year. Oh, Merry Christmas. No doubt ripped from today's headlines. Oh, hang on a second. It actually takes place in 1981. That All right. Was a pretty oh. Well, year. let's I was talk a about it. <laughs> now, here's a movie that seems to start off slow, then tapers off. Said in 1980, the most violent year in New York City's history, edging out. All the others by several dozen corpses. <laughs> Oscar Isaac, recently seen chasing pussy in the Coen Brothers' Inside Lewin Davis, I get that joke. Plays Abel Morales, who struggles to expand his heating oil business acquired through his wife Anna, played by Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard. Is it a, a mob movie? Well, it does take place in New York in the early '80s, and we saw a scene with a sanitation truck in it. It's the story of an immigrant trying to capitalize on the American dream while working in the sanitation industry. Oh, so it is a mob movie. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't have to. Abel's business suffers a series of attacks from the mob, well, there you go, <laughs> who are trying to intimidate him out of the oil business that they've carved up for their own. Hmm. It was a more innocent time when Americans killed each other for oil. Abel and Anna's pressure to retaliate or play ball with the mob is put under the stress of an investigation by an assistant DA played by David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. Oh, yellow, whoa. That's it. It sounds like a tough situation for Abel and also audience members who might wonder if there's enough movie here to justify skipping Gone Girl for one more weekend. Luckily, Let's it's. Let's do it. No, go see Gone Girl. <laughs> Luckily, it's written and directed by J.C. Shandor, who's done more with less, recently holding together an entire movie starring only Robert Redford and a boat in All is Lost. Shandor is a name of a character in, in Ghostbusters. Evo Shandor. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a trailer to a movie where there's so much happening in the trailer that you wonder how on earth they're going to explain it all in a two-hour movie? Well, this movie's like that. <laughs> Except replace um, a lot of stuff happening with... Sitting and talking. Hmm. Sitting and talking at a table. They sit and talk at tables in restaurants. They Mm. sit and talk at tables in living rooms, kitchens, and courtrooms. I smell Oscars. A most violent year could be one of the year's most dramatic films about a guy trying to keep a heating oil business afloat. (laughs) Its release has been timed for an Oscar season release because when else does this concept have the slightest chance? (laughs) So what's the Christmas message in this movie? Well, none that we could find except, of course, that its title is named after a very famous Christmas carol. It's a most violent year of them all. With the shooting and killing and capping and bashing and intimidation. It's the trig- trigger happiest time of them all. There you go. That's a... Uh, I have no sense of pitch, and that hurt my ears. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize where we were at in the song. I don't get that. You You don't have 
I cannot carry a tune in a bucket. I get right. it. And that, hurt, and that hurt your ears. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's it's the move. It seemed like you were Lee. surprised. <laughs> now, Lee, this is not the first time that I've had to sing on the show. Here's the move. You go, you start to sing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. not really featured. Yeah. yeah I mean, I so you listen back, every song I sing, it's I sing. And then Paul and Karen take over like uh, on mic. fucking funny. Yeah. Um, I still didn't do it right, but there it is. I jumped Intimidation. in. You know, okay. it's something like, uh, what the hell movie was that where Topher Grace was just in, but he wasn't in the trailer. And we were like, that's okay. To, you know, the big thing. <laughs> Albert Brooks is in this. And oh. He's not in the trailer. Oh, it's that's he, he's what an happened and. with Bill Murray too in a now, movie but, recently. But with and a big tough Albert ass uh, bu- uh, mob movie, I'm wondering if he's back in Drive mode, playing like a tough. I guy. loved him in Drive. Yeah. How great was that? That was great. <laughs> he's a great and and Albert Brooks. I'll go see yeah, that. He's got the Tom right? Bosley cred to be an and. <laughs> Absolutely. And Tom Bosley as Howard Cunningham. <laughs> but this does look like one of the most boring movies you'll ever. Most boring mob movie ever. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. wonder if they're withholding a lot because I mean. Well, Why that, did we uh, sing that? It's the most boring mobby, mobby movie of them it's all. It's mobby. This movie's all mobby. But the Karen would account for the director being boring. You were bored to tears at All is Lost. Right? Oh, my God. Horrible. The man was shaving when there was a storm coming. Please. I think this is one of those movies that doesn't trailer well. I mean, dramas in some ways, unless there's like big drama and people die and, you know, these sort of things, they don't trailer well. I mean, this is the movie where it's like all this tension within the family. and like. Well, if you watch the trailer, there there's like, honestly, I counted it up. I think a dozen shots and or sequences of guys getting in or out of a truck in the street. That happens in New York. It happens yeah. all that the happens. time in this movie. They cut to that same sanitation Is it truck the same stopped one? at the uh, like a, a, pole, a toll booth. Yeah. Right. And they keep going back to it like this is going to happen a lot, but it's kind of the same shot <laughs> they, go, they keep going back to. But maybe that's the one time there's something exciting where a couple of union guys get whacked by the mob or something. But I, I hope there's more, but you never know. I don't know if I trust J.C. Shandor. To be horribly interesting. I, margin Call wasn't very interesting either. I don't know if you saw that. No, this movie looks absolutely No, boring. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, he was an, either a certified genius or, or an, an authentic, authentic wacko. wacko. Now, it, was, it did win Best Picture at the National Somebody Board of Review. Somebody good! Oh, goodness sake! Whoa! Somebody All right, now with a lack of Christmas movies for us to talk about, yet again this year, we've been struggling, as you've heard, to come up with the Christmas message in these holiday time mm-hmm. movies. True. Now, there's a movie coming out called The Gambler. It stars Mark Wahlberg as a guy with a serious gambling problem. He loses everything and is given one last chance to win it all back. Paul, that doesn't sound very Christmassy, though. Until you realize that he's given one chance to win it all back on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. From Santa. Oh, that's super Christmassy. Let's listen to a clip. All right. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the Bellagio... Mark Wahlberg stared down Santa while sitting on three of a kind. You think you could beat me? Huh? You think so, bro? You think you could stare me down in your red suit and beard? I see you sweating, fat man. Of course I'm sweating. I'm dressed for the North Pole. You can't beat me. I I got too much riding on this, Red Baron. But I've got to win back all the toys or all the kids will be disappointed on Christmas Day. Yeah, you should have thought that, but you put... You should have thought that before you put them all in the pot, Rusty Pants. Oh, don't worry, Mark Wahlberg. Santa knows when to hold them, when to fold them, so you better be good, for goodness sake. <laughs> hey, buddy, those toys and all that money, it's mine, or else the Russian mob will kill me. And Mark Wahlberg doesn't like to be killed, especially on Christmas, Skittle Pants. Did you ask Santa for all that money that you lost? No, no way, bro. I don't believe in Santa Claus. And yet, here I sit. Hey, look. My ra- Are you raising or folding, Red Snapper? What would you like for Christmas, Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> to win this hand. 
Now raise or fold, Backdraft. Santa Claus will fold. Ha! You couldn't beat me beat this anyway. Full house. Take that, strawberry shortcake. Hey, wait. You were sitting on a straight flush, and you folded? Because you asked Santa for it for Christmas. Now do you believe in Santa Claus? I guess I do. Thanks, Santa. This has been the best Christmas ever. Now, perhaps in exchange I can have all the toys back. Oh, I, I don't know, bro. I didn't get Donnie anything. He asked Santa for a reality show. Oh, don't get him that. It's getting out of hand. All right, take the toys. But can I borrow your sled for the third act chase sequence? Well... Get down! The Russians are here! Oh, 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 no! That was quite a clip. It was pretty dark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I would totally see that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they should have put that scene in the trailer. I didn't see that in the trailer, no. but obviously that's going to get me there more than You know what's in the trailer? Give me shelter. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the writer of The Departed, so use the same music <laughs> The Departed used in their trailer. Maybe they had rights to use that with every movie trailer he does. Every William Yeah, so Monahan he saves movie. money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, obviously the most famous use of that is in uh, Foodie Mart from uh, Schadenfreude. I think everybody knows that. Excellent. Parody of Goodfellas. Schadenfreude, of Good. course, is a group that Adam that also performs with and does live comedy. You can find them at Schadenfreude.com. I got them a reference to them for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't blow your wad. Uh, Let's take another 10-second break, everybody. We have our next guest waiting in the green room from Into the Woods. Oh, I love that musical. We'll prep the studio and get him in here. Stay with us. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lake, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Ah, yes. Can I make a suggestion? They're in both ears if you have headphones. When have we ever denied that? (laughs) If you like Christmas music... Why aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. No, if you like Christmas music Mm -hmm. and you don't like uh, highly stylized versions of songs, you just like good, solid, traditional... Gene Autry, right? Michael Bublé's Christmas album Pretty is good. insanely good. Oh, Have you cool. heard this one, Karen? Yeah, it's good. It's 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 a little Bublé, right? So you got a little yeah. Bublé, sure. but it's not completely off the rails with a highly stylized version of everything and great standard traditional songs. The uh, Bublé sisters sing a couple of his tracks because he does great tracks of uh-huh. great songs, yeah. If like it, Let It Snow is great. Like the arrangement? The arrangement's really mm-hmm. solid. If anybody in the audience is not listening to Sirius's Christmas channels, Holly plays Michael Bublé all the time. That's, okay. that's the more modern songs and then they've got another one called Holiday Traditions which is all like Dean Martin and mm-hmm. Mel Torme and the Andrews sisters and 24 hour Conniff right and 24 hour yeah. Conniff oh, they're working <laughs> they've got it. a Conniff station oh hey well you know every year I want to I want to introduce our guest here because we gain what 10 15 pounds during the holidays because mm-hmm. it's a during tremendous show. time to cook and eat and share meals with your loved ones now there's a character in the upcoming Into the Woods film adaptation of the stage show who is an expert chef. And please give him a warm Admirals Club welcome to the Baker. Hello, hey, Baker. Baker. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here, everyone. Now, it's great to have you here. How is the family? I mean, oh, oh shit, I'm, I didn't mean that. Oh, oh, okay. All right, too soon. Uh, I think you uh, know I'm still struggling with infertility, uh, thanks to Meryl Streep. Mm. You're not the only one. Mm -hmm. Right, right. My bad. What I mean is, how's the search 
for a family going. Uh, to catch up our listeners, Meryl Streep is a witch that lives next door to our baker here, mm-hmm. and she has cursed his bloodline with infertility. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So That's terrible. Now I got it, yeah. It wasn't cool at all. Now I got to go into the woods to fetch all the all these things <sighs> to lift the curse, and uh, that... And that and the Mrs. Zalgaga over Chris Pine. Oh, she's oh. not the only one. Yeah, Chris Pine. Mm. She's yeah. Chris Pining. Captain <laughs> Kirk. Anyway, uh, all this is just getting in the way, really, of uh, my passion for cooking, but Stephen Sondheim doesn't really have any catching songs about bread rising. Hmm. Well, this is where you want to be, then, because every now and then we like to be not just entertaining, but also an informative show. Really? Hmm. So do you have any recipes that you can share with our audience for the holidays? I do. Oh, Absolutely. Good. Well. The Walt Disney Company isn't always known for con- combining a lot of ingredients together. Yeah. But with Into the Woods, they've whipped everything together in a very tasty nostalgic cake. Ooh. Oh, that sounds nostalgia really cake. good. Nostalgia cake. Yummy. Mm. Yep. Taste the nostalgia. Disney's uh, Yo-Ho-Ho and a bottle of rum cake was so right. good. So good. <laughs> so good. That is Right. Good. Yes, indeed. That had action, mm-hmm. humor, special effects. And a drizzling of Johnny Depp. Good news, this also has a drizzling of Johnny Depp. I am in. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know this Into the Woods from college. Isn't this the film based on the Broadway tour jacket of the theater major of the same name? Precisely. (laughs) Precisely. And that was based on fairy tales of old. So the main ingredients in this nostalgic cake is just that. Fables that we all know. That's like the flower, oh, right? There we go. Okay. So the trick is, how is this cake gonna be different? Well, oh, I hope they give us something very different from the last nostalgia cake I ate. Snow White and the Huntsman, a very, very strong Charlize flavor and a peckish hint to Hemsworth. I mean, it just the whole thing left me flat, yeah. right? Anybody mm-hmm. else? Yeah. yeah. That was Kristen Stewart. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It, oh that'll no be wonder. That. But as I said, now that now that you have three-time Oscar winner Meryl Streep providing much of the filling, mm. oh yeah, well it looks yeah, like Meryl Streep is headed for another Oscar nomination. Oh, and in a related story, Glenn Close has issued the following press release: "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Glenn. A lot of times you want to spice up that look of your cake by putting a fake gold frosting on top of your cake. This is real gold coming mm. in from Oscar winner Stephen Sondheim that and Oscar gold. nominees Depp, Anna Kendrick, and director Rob Marshall. Gold. And anyone like Tracy Ullman or Kristen Baranski, well, Streep's got enough Oscar Academy mm. Awards to cover them all, yeah, right? Bonds. Well, let's see if Into the Woods has other parts of the cake. Uh, sugar. Music. All right. Butter. James Corden. Interesting. Oil. High emotion. Oh. And eggs. Emily Blunt. Mm. I'm in. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. Uh-huh. And the second half is challenging because the fairy tale characters have to deal with the real life issues like death and betrayal oh. and murder. Oh, that's fine. Honestly, like if, flat. If, mm-hmm, if you don't like this nostalgia cake, then you know you can always go see Annie, that movie with Will Smith or whoever the fuck that is portraying Annie this year. Okay. I don't know. That's look, a look, 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 nostalgic look. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh. This is gave me a shopping list. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I got. Cow white as milk. Yeah. Cape bread as blood. Mm. Hair yellow as corn. Mm. Slipper wish... pure as gold. Hmm. And I'm hoping to pick all these things up in one place. Is there a Walmart super center around here? This is Burbank. Oh, well, then I've got to drive ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> go see Into the Woods opening Christmas Day and go carp. Go yes. carp. Yeah. All right. Thank you. It's the baker, everybody. Baker, there he is. You know, I'm a baker because I got this. Yeah, you know. You know, I want to talk more about this film, but I also want to see the baker out, so I'm going to uh, take him out, and uh, let's take another 10 seconds of break while we do that, and we'll be right back. Boom, boom. Find that hobbit. Boom, boom. 
She is one greedy little Been girl in this movie. It's a or in this song. Santa <laughs> Santa baby. Everything's moving. Hey, thanks again Bro? for the baker stopping by the Admiral's that Club. That was really cool. That was a first. Seems like a nice guy. I wish him and his wife a the long baker. marriage. He got powder all over everything. There's like flour everywhere. Well, nope. that Is that flour? exactly powder, but <laughs> well, yeah. I want anyway. to divulge something here that uh, happened divulging. in one of our Uh-oh. prep meetings. Put a warning special. at the top of the show. Oh, divulge. There will yes. be divulging. There will be divulgence. Oh, yes. We watched the Into the Woods trailer as a group, and Adam and Lee thought it was a unique take in the fairy tale story. <laughs> Wondering why, hey, something like that hadn't been done before. What a great idea. <laughs> as if they've never heard of Into the Woods, this property that's been around for 20 plus years. <laughs> never <laughs> once. I had no so idea. You guys were not kidding. No, I thought uh, that was a brilliant way to, to do those fairy oh tales God. because any one of those expanded into an entire movie Hansel and Gretel is yeah. stupid, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> but this is exactly the way you should do it. They're tidy little. Uh, That's what Stephen Sondheim thought story, too. Story ets, and that makes <laughs> your movie guy ranking go Vignettes. up. Yes, but we have another music movie musical coming out as well that the Baker mentioned, and it's an an old stage musical as well. Annie, now you've heard of this one. That's oh, the musical time of the year. Yes, Annie, yeah, I've heard. All right, where's Annie? Oh, just checking. Yeah, wait she, a second. You're movie guys, and I respect that. But you she know, gets you, her you're not musical one, guys. Right? Wait, a, a, a black guy, politician, adopts a black girl from an orphanage. That sounds new to me. Yeah, that's a new take <laughs> on Annie. That's true. Well, listen, I want to turn things over to Karen here for an exciting round of Name That Annie Tune. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, this isn't going to go well. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to make it easier than Name That Annie Tune. So that's a little, that isn't exactly what we're doing. We're going to have you decide whether or not the clip we play is from the musical Annie. So you don't actually have to say, oh, the name of the song oh, is blank. Okay, okay oh, so it's a little easier. <laughs> so you have a 50-50 shot. Because I know tomorrow, and that's kind of it. Yeah, right? that's what I was hoping. <laughs> the song's probably not even Okay, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a musical clip, and all you have to do is tell me whether or not you think it's from Annie. Okay. All right, so we'll just start very simply, and I'll tell you what it's actually from. Okay, Paul. Can I answer now? If you have an answer. That is not from Annie. All right. You are correct. I also go with no. Very nice. All right. Good thinking, Adam. I thought that was from the, there was a commercial when I was a kid. Watch oh, that yeah. Watch that great one out of my hair. <laughs> and then years later, I saw a musical and I was like, oh, I feel yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> Just like Into the Woods. Years like later. Um, that is from, uh, that's Mary Martin singing from South Pacific. South Pacific. Yes, oh. but good. You were right on that one. All right, Paul, try another one. Oh, Uh, that's where we're going. All right, do you have a guess? Okay, I have a question before sure. I answer. <laughs> yes. Question before I answer. Are you. Is, does this game involve. I don't think yes. it's a kazoo and Annie. Actual. <laughs> how do I ask this? Yeah, that's a kazoo solo. <laughs> and I can tell you who's playing that kazoo solo in a moment, but Mary I don't want to help. If they nope. are from the show Annie, mm-hmm. are they literally from the show Annie or just songs from that show that may have been sung by other people? This is their, oh. uh, technically one of them is from the show, but it's sung by the right person just out of context, but this one is absolutely in context. 
of they're all movie musicals. We okay. can tell you that, okay. but it's for the record, boat. that won't help you. That won't help you. <laughs> I will tell you. Do you have an answer? Because I can tell you that that kazoo this solo is was not from Annie. That was played by Miss Carol Burnett playing the part of Miss Hannigan from oh. Annie, oh. the nineteen eighty-two version, or eighty-two oh. version, starring Aidan Quinn. And with Bernadette Peters. Aileen Quinn. Aileen Quinn, sorry. Oh, yeah. And um, what's his name? The awesome guy. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Oh. Yes, that is awesome version. I hope the new one can live up to it. So, so far, you're doing great. You're fitty, both fitty. tied at zero. <laughs> right. No, I'm one for one. Oh, you're one for one. You got one. Yeah, but you're both like at 500. Lee for getting one right and one wrong, and for Adam answering neither. Yes. <laughs> but either way, you're tired. I am proud to say that I tried to trick you on that one by picking a song from Annie that didn't seem like it was from Annie. Yeah, yeah. she so, did say. Yay. Tomorrow. Right. You know, there's, oh, I got to tell you, there was a lot Here's of songs another. in Annie that said that it wouldn't fucking name Annie, so it took me a while. Even oh, that really? one said, yeah, we got to tell, you know, we got to do stuff to Annie. I'm like, oh, skip ahead till we get to the part where they do the kazoo solo. All right, next. Would you like to Castle first? McCloud. This is from the musical of Highlander, right? <laughs> Close. <laughs> from the Clan McCloud. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Not from Annie. She's got an accent. Good thinking. It ah, is from yes. Les Miserables. It's called Castle on a Cloud. It's from last year's musical at Christmas time. Les Miserables, never heard of it. No, of course not. Oh, you mean not. Les Miserables? Less okay, Miserables. So you're doing great. Lee's got it. All right, another clip. Dumb dog, why are you following yeah. me? There's a dog in yeah. Annie. Yeah. Now, I will tell you that it is yeah. from Annie the Musical movie. However, it's not from Annie the Musical, which was on Broadway. They added it for the movie in 1982. Okay, this is However, why I, this you is, do get points okay. for that one. This is why I asked earlier. No, it's from the movie. Points. Now, I don't think it'll be in the remake that they're going to do uh, coming up, but we'll see. Gosh, I finally know something about something. Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. This is why I asked these questions. That's a good question. No, this is Oliver Twist. Oh, oh. Lee, oh, no, Lee. Lee, you're, Lee, knowing your shit. musical theater card is showing. <laughs> I thought that was that commercial, Cheese Glorious Cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I got it wrong again? Is no. it from something else? American <laughs> television uh, is betraying your ability to be great at it's this. It's from the movie Oliver from, I think, the 70s. And I want to tell One you that... One best picture. Uh, yes, that was the first musical I was ever in. I was 11. I played a boy and I played Master Charlie Bates. Masturbates. That's right. For real? What For a, real. What a comedian. Wow. Was Thank that you. a joke? No. Who did not understand that that was a joke? An 11-year-old kid. No, but back then, oh, I mean, they actually Char- named somebody. Charles Dickens. He. It's oh, right wow. from the musical. Here's the next one. All right. They're from the book. From a guy named Dickens. Masturbates. Well, that might be the trailer Wait for Oculus. Yeah. Wait a minute. Was that creepy kid singing? That doesn't count. All right. That's a mind. great movie, by the way. My favorite movie of the year. I know you love the Insidious movies. Mm-hmm. Try another one. Seems like there's more and more. This is the Israeli Annie. That's right. This is from the new version of Annie. Oh, it is and from Annie. They, no, it is. It really is. Is this a song from the musical done recently? So this the kids is will the, listen to it. Yes. Now? Yeah. yeah. It's not English though. No, it's all this kind of stuff where you sing talk no, weird. It sounds like uh, you know. It sounds you like sing a, talk. You, you chew all your words quickly. Tell me about this one. Well, 
This is from a musical. Yes. It's Annie, it Annie? Lament, Annie lamenting that her mother left her. She's an big, fat bitch. bitch. <laughs> All right, do another one. Bitch, bitch all right, here's the last one. one. There are more? Yeah. This is the last one. Okay. Now, it all comes down to this. Because yeah. I haven't been keeping score, but to make it, you know, dramatic. Yeah, we'll say this it's This is the one. This is the all one. Right. Yeah. Sure. No. <laughs> no. Lee says no. This no. is good. This, this is, is good. good. I say yes. Adam, no, Adam I says say yes. yes. All right. What if I were to tell you that this is Sarah Jessica Parker singing it in a benefit? I don't need anything but you from the 1980s something is version this of Square Peg, Annie, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. And you get your gun. Annie the Musical, Broadway musical. Media. And it was Sarah Jessica Parker who. Adam is our winner. Wasn't yeah. there a did it. And she, this is before she had boobies and stuff and was all hot. Yeah, Square Pegs. That's right. Square pegs. Someone say she was hot in square pegs. Yeah, that's true. Adam might say that. Why do I remember yes. that from square pegs there was a guy named Johnny Flash? Oh God, I don't remember. And that. his ninth favorite band was Devo. Ah, I don't know. Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Detailed. There was a yeah. That, there was a, an episode in which he talked about his ninth favorite. Was he band. the guy that always had the Walkman on or something? Yes. There was that yes. cool oh, kid, Johnny was, yes. Flash. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes. I also want to tell you the reason I know so much about Annie is because at the age of twelve. It was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. No shit. I finally got to go to the movie theater because I was afraid of the dark, so my parents wouldn't take me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know. It's so tragic. <laughs> they were like, fuck it. We don't want to deal with it. So they didn't take me. And so I didn't get to go until my friend of the family, Dolores, my mom's friend, was like, you should see Annie. Dolores. So Dolores. What a of the family name. Dolores took me <laughs> to see Annie, and I loved it. And I came home, and I reenacted the whole thing with my Barbies. So. We're going to be home a little late, so go over to Dolores' house <laughs> till we get home. <laughs> Such a Dolores. So now thing. I think that it might be fun if everyone gets to play along. I have something fun By the way, before here. we yeah. do this, yes. Karen, have you seen the Square Pigs episode with classic 1980s Bill Murray? No, I need to make a note. Look what? it up. Bill Murray, Square Pigs, yeah. He, I uh, need to see I think that. that was produced by oh, one of the cool. SNL writers or something, was a, uh, a head writer or something. I would uh, love to see Michael O'Donohue's Square Pegs episode. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it's <laughs> not that. Be the best. But the thing was, the show didn't really give him much to go with, so it's Bill Murray making the most of a bunch oh, of moments, which is better. kind of classic Bill Murray. So which is it's even fun to watch better. him in that. Yeah, to, so, Paul, you want to do this? Oh, right sure. Now? now, this will be right. uh, your your way to get ingratiated more into the Annie film that's coming out. Now, Adam, and no doubt going to sweep America. Now, Adam, you had mentioned that you know tomorrow. This yes, will come out tomorrow. Exactly. So, I know how much you like to sing, so try to stay up on the mic. There's two things I love. It's singing and... And singing Annie songs. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys, what I decided <laughs> to do is we all know how Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer goes. You know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed reindeer, reindeer, right? Yeah. We all know that. So, I just stuck the lyrics to Tomorrow from hmm. Annie. Does it work? Yeah, sure. So that we could all sing along and do our own Wahlberg? Christmas caroling. You can totally sing as Mark Wahlberg. Annie Wahlberg. words with Rudolph melody. Absolutely, because you don't know the Annie melody, so screw it. Just read and sing Rudolph. Put your bottom dollar to the I'll tell you bro. when to come in, because there's done, a little bit of an intro. And when we're done, I'll take us to break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't you worry. I will cue you. No, I'm reading this. Yeah. Does my singing sound better here? And in, in the first okay. two lines, yeah. I did not realize were both the title and the instructions to this bit. So oh, yeah. I'm going, Don't sing Tomorrow, tomorrow from Annie. From An I'm trying to sing the words Tomorrow from Annie to the tune of Rudolph <laughs> the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Tomorrow from Annie this is gonna go to well. the tune of Rudolph <laughs> the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That was a very good... Now, Karen, there's a big intro here, so lead us in. Yeah, I'll tell you when. So Don't come in yet. I'm ready, bro. Yeah, don't come in yet. Don't come in yet. There's a lot going on. I don't on. have don't count music. Yet. I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Get ready to come in. The so sun will come, come out tomorrow. tomorrow. 
Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow will shine. Just thinking about tomorrow. Clear to the cow with the sorrow till there's none. The sun will come out too. Very nice, you guys. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow will be shine. It works perfectly. Just thinking about tomorrow. Clear to the cow with the sorrow till there's none. Really good. When I'm stuck in a day that's very lonely, I stand in my chin and grin and say, Oh, the sun Take uh, another break because we got one more special guest who's stopping by the Admirals Club. Ooh. You're Let's only a, a day away. Wait, 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 wait. Did what? you see what's happening here? We killed something with we, our. We've singing? been hacked again. Son oh. of a no. bitch. We got to get out of that cloud, Paul. That was Paul. supposed to be a deterrent. Us singing was supposed to make them not want to know <laughs> anything would, about our show. I would definitely turn that off. What's our hack say? Wait a minute. It's just been revealed that Adam called the Annie Christmas mashup derivative in an email. You sent an email already. Adam, well, I worked really hard well, on that. I mean, I got, yeah, I got my phone. Look, look that's not offensive. They, they think they're releasing some sort of criminal thing. That's, I was literally describing what a parody song is. It derives from two songs. It's derivative. Karen, right. that's not an offensive And wait thing. a minute. Okay, well, I forgive you for that, but it looks like the world now knows that Bart's purchase order for his own set of Billy Bob Thornton courtroom hair went through. You did? Oh, it's Bart is Lee, for here. those of you who... Uh, <laughs> and Bart is Lee. That's confused. also been leaked. Oh, oh my God! God. It has officially been Lisa. leaked. Lisa. We can call him Bart, Bart now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's official. It's going to get complicated. Let me uh, just say, the hacking of the movie, guys, is, is going to expose us as the filthy, lecherous heathens that we really are if we don't do something fast. How did you know I was going to say that? They also leaked the script to this sketch. Ugh. Language. What do you mean? Like, I didn't say anything. It says you were just going to say shit. Shit. Hmm. All right. We'll be right back, back here with uh, Stephen Lewis. Nope. Man, I, thought, I thought the Sony hack was uh, Adam Sandler. I didn't even realize it was a thing. <laughs> And we are back. We got to be the only show with 10 second breaks. It's right? nice. That's good. It's nice. If we, if we ever get a sponsor, they'll just say, Pennzoil! Like just in that 10 seconds. You're like, that's where it goes. <laughs> I feel I never have enough time to pee, though. I was going to say, you can empty a bladder in 10 <laughs> seconds. Gatorade! <laughs> but we're back that with what the uh, pans on the bottom are for? Yep. That's we're back right. with a, a reoccurring segment for our holiday shows here. Uh, please welcome back to the Admirals Club an old friend of the show, Stephen Lewis. Stephen Lewis. Good to be back. As we Woo! wrap up our Christmas special, the same way we did last year with Story Time with Steve. Yay! We got the big book of stories. We're going to oh. hand it off to the man who will regale us with a wonderful oh, story. Thanks for reading the Christmas story okay. again, Steve. I, I love it. I haven't seen this yet, so mm -hmm. let's see what the Christmas story is going to be this year. Gather around, children. Unbroken. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, Unbroken um, tells the rather remarkable story of a, of a man who survives a train crash, mm. oh. comes to discover that he has extraordinary powers. In fact, oh, cool. he is a modern day superhero. Okay, huh. and that's no, the thing. Wait, wait a minute, Steve. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. It gets better because Bruce Willis oh, is yeah. a security guard. I like Bruce and Willis. He's uh, nice. just an ordinary guy. You know, he's not the kind of guy you'd expect, you know, miracles from. Right. Okay, but it turns uh, out I, I think that you're thinking of Unbreakable. That's a completely different story uh, from... Oh. Yeah, but it's a hell of a story. Yeah. I mean, you got to admit, it's a great for holiday yeah. time. It's, I'd like uh, to you hear know, that. It's okay, well, miracles we, we want, to hear, want to hear the story of Unbroken. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. 
I've already heard the Unbreakable story. Do, do you really? Yes. All of you? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear, oh, let's hear Unbroken. Okay. Have the big book unbroken. of stories go. Okay. All right. Then uh, okay, read you. it. It comes in a big book and everything. Because you asked for it. It's all spelled out for you. This is the story. I want to see the pictures. Show the pictures. Uh, there's no pictures. Oh. And believe me, you wouldn't want to see it. I can act it out, Karen, <laughs> if you'd like. Okay, please do. <clears throat> Unbroken. Uh, once upon a time, mm-hmm. there was a man named Louis Zamperini. Is Louis really someone's uh, yeah. first name? And there really was, actually. Actually, it's a true story. Really? And that's not always true of holiday st- uh, tales, but this one actually happened. It's I think true. that's, you know. Okay, yeah, so, so, so what about him? Okay. <laughs> so, um... He, uh, Louis. Yeah, Louis. Um, well, he uh, he survived a lot of um, obstacles and uh, hardships and um, basically the kind of stuff that uh, leads to a triumph for the human spirit at the end. Hey, how wait, are wait, we wait, doing? Wait, hey. Wait a minute. You said he Egg overcame dog? obstacles. What kind of obstacles? Is that really relevant? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the point here that we want to take from this is that he overcame and he triumphed. I, I, I think that's really what we want to set our sights on and, and just leave it Come at that. Come on, Steve. Can you at least really? give us a little tiny hint of the obstacles he overcame? Yeah. Uh, like a wall, maybe? His name's Louis. He must have done something cool. He competed in the Olympics. Hey. No one expected that. No one expected cool. that. Hey. Right? Right on. Olympics. Did he win a medal? No. Hmm. Oh. So what's the big deal? Hey, have you ever been in the Olympics? No. Well, okay, not. then knock it off okay, then, all right? Who's in the Olympics? Is that all of the story? No. Um, he did some other stuff. Uh, he fought in World War II. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so was he like a war hero or something? Yeah. Sort of. Wait, did he save a lot of people's lives? Uh, did he uh, lead a daring mission that liberated an entire village? He was in a plane that crashed in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, bummer. Mm. Sounds like a lot of guys did that. But, yeah. uh, but he survived. Oh. I mean, that's the it's key a thing. I mean, he was, he was. Not a lot of guys did that. Yeah. No, and, I mean, and the way he survived, he too. He bounced. He was on a raft, a Ooh, lifeboat in the yeah. middle of the ocean for oh, like wow. months. That's he did, awesome. Didn't have any food, didn't have any water. He had to like drink rainwater and catch fish. And like cast- Tom Hanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. Better than Tom Hanks. Awesome. Better than Life of Pi. He had to like survive an enemy strafing attack that's out there. That's so cool. I mean, that's guys are survivors. Okay, okay, okay. That's so cool. Okay, yes. okay. Right. He finally made it to land? Absolutely. Awesome. Oh. Then he was captured and put in a Japanese prisoner of war camp. What? 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 But, but he triumphed. Oh. oh. I think that's the thing we gotta, you know, set our sights on here. It's he Christmas triumphed. Christmas miracle. Wait, exactly. how did he triumph? Oh, did he organize an escape from the camp? Oh, that's good. That's... I like that. Oh, awesome, like awesome. That. So that happened? No. Oh. Well, wait a minute. I know. How did he uh, did he forge a kind of bond with his captors, gaining their respect in their eyes, and therefore forcing them to treat him and his fellow prisoners with mm. dignity and compassion? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I like that. That's trying. I like. Yeah. I like the way you think. So is that is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what happened. Did it, Steve? Did that really happen? No. Well, how about... No, okay, look, look, all right? They beat the hell out of him. What? All right? That's what happened. They just beat the hell like out Django of him. Like Django Unchained? Unmercifully, oh brutally, day after day after day until the war was over, and then he went home. The end. That's it. That's wait. your story. Merry wow. freaking Christmas. Wait, 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 wait. But he triumphed, right? 
Yes. Yes, he did. By surviving. Ah, it's a Christmas miracle. That is the that is the key thing that you want to take away from this whole deal. Louis Zamperini is a survivor. If you can there take it, like you can TV make show. it. And that's something his brother told him real early in the story. Yeah. And it's a, it, it's like a it's a survival thing. He's a he's a survivor. Okay. And that is that's his legacy. Okay. Louis Zamperini, and that is his message to us um, this holiday season. So Very the nice. message is that he's a survivor. Yes, absolutely. But didn't he just die earlier this year? Like in real life? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So he stopped triumphing? Well, we're all going to die. I mean, the holidays don't change that, oh. right? We, we all knew that going in. Why Jesus. don't we give him the big book of stories? Yeah, this never works out well, Paul. So Bruce Willis is a superhero. Absolutely, oh, yeah. yes, oh, yes. Oh, and you know the guy, you know the guy who sets him on his path is Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Oh, He's the one who tells him that. He should you know, be in the Prisoner of War camp. This is great. Uh, yes. Nothing says a holidays like Samuel L. Jackson. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the right? thing about Samuel Jackson, love. okay, everybody, He's got his own uh, that, that wraps uh, another oh, year wonderful. of the movie showcast. So cool. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash The Movie Guys. As well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, Google Plus. LinkedIn, all that shit. Oh, there's the Christmas holiday. Thank you to our guests. Hey, uh, oh, that's oh, hey. what Stephen Lewis, Joe hey. Kaplan, Christmas David Beach. I hope you heard that story. And also to me, Steve Schultz, for his writing contributions hey. to the show every Merry week. Christmas, Steve Schultz. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Wait a second. Wait what? A what happened? Uh, the true meaning of Christmas countdown clock is at 15 seconds. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. So, so join me in, in counting here down. It. This is amazing. <laughs> We're going to count down to 2014's learning of the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, can't wait to find out what it is. It so Brought to you by Target. This is gravy, man. 10, 10 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Stop the clock. Paul, stop. I just, you know, I was just looking at my phone. I'm sorry. I just saw on Twitter five. that Sony Pictures has, in fact, pulled the interview from release. Ah. So I guess the true meaning of Christmas is buckle under the threat of terrorism and give in to fear. Good night, everyone. Well, there you have it. Thanks, Go see movies, but not all of them. <laughs> Thank you, Sony Claus. If you like don't see a movie, the terrorists win. That's Sony right. Claus? Oh. There is no Sony Claus. <laughs> there is only Zool. 